Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. This is episode number 26. Today, we are talking about my constant companion, anxiety. I thought for the first 30 years of my life that anxiety was just part of my life. I was just a nervous person. Panic was just an undercurrent in the waves of the ocean of Courtney Love Gavin. I thought it was permanent. Even with going on medication, I thought they were like freckles and anxiety was just something that I had to deal with and it was always there. I also thought that there was something wrong with me, but I can now tell all of you that I have not had an anxiety attack in two years and I am completely off of all medication. In this podcast, I'm going to give you three simple steps that you can do today that will reduce your anxiety by 50%, at least 50%. And I want to empower you to actually take action and get control of your brain so that you can get the life that you deserve. We're going to reframe the way you think about anxiety. So what is anxiety? Technically speaking, anxiety is a physiological process in your body that is mainly composed of the release of cortisol and adrenaline. These hormones produce the physical symptoms that we associate with stress kicking in because there is fear of danger. Anxiety is a biological reaction. Our brain has been around for millions of years, and our brains are designed to protect us, to keep us safe, and keep human alive. Thousands of years ago, humans living out in the wilderness had to protect themselves from actual danger, like there is a bear and it's going to eat your family. Your brain was designed to protect you from threats to your life. Your ability to sense potential danger and react saved lives. Anxiety saved lives. Our predecessors that survived, everyone who's listening to this podcast, we're the ones with the strong anxiety skills. You might have a very, very real fear of putting yourself out there, but it's not quite the same as facing imminent death by a bear. That's why many of us alive today experience anxiety because we're survivors, except we don't need that survival skill anymore. It's sort of like your appendix or tonsils. It's just not necessary. So listen, there's two things that create anxiety for us. There is the chemical reaction in our body. And then once it's there, there are the thoughts that we have about that chemical reaction. 
Anxiety is experiencing a high level of emotions in your body. But here's the great news. Your body created it. It's not a foreign disease that needs to be eradicated. Your body can handle this. The thing that's really going to help you in not being as anxious is to stop resisting it, to actively accept it. I'm feeling anxious and that's okay. Nothing has gone wrong. Be kind and know that you are the cause of it. Like the anxiety is coming from you. It is not a gas outside of you that you are ingesting. It's coming from you, almost like a fart. Whoever smelt it, dealt it. I might cut this, but you know what I'm saying? Like it came from you and that's okay. And that doesn't make you wrong or bad. You're a human being. Welcome to earth. We have anxiety. The only way that you have an anxiety-free existence is if you're dead. And we don't want that. What I can do is help you alleviate and help you manage your anxiety and help you be able to feel your anxiety in a way that doesn't make you resistant because you have been trying to get rid of it and you've been trying to solve for it. I want to recommend that you start actively allowing anxiety because it's when we resist the anxiety and when we're trying to push it away and we're wishing that we didn't have anxiety, we always feel worse than if we just allow anxiety. I work with clients on this all the time on understanding emotions and allowing emotions because the truth is emotions are not dangerous. Your body knows what to do with anxiety. It's not like you have an illness or something's wrong. When you're feeling anxiety, it's because your body thinks that it's helping you. It thinks that it's protecting. It's saying, hey, we're here. We're keeping you alive. It's just anxiety. Instead of being angry at it and tightening against it and resisting it, I just want you to consider, what if I just allowed for it to be here? What if I just slowed myself down and relaxed into it? What if you powerfully decided, okay, anxiety is in the house. They are at the party, but that doesn't mean that I need to fixate on them on the party. I have a lot of other cool people here to choose from. What if I just decided to allow it? What would that even be like? Have you even tried that before? Do you know what that feels like? I want you to give it a try. Step number one is to actively accept it. Don't resist it, judge it, label it, call it a problem push it away and validate it. Just recognize that it's there because when you have anxiety and you make anxiety a problem, it becomes a really big problem. But when you have anxiety and you're like, yep, this is what we're working with today. It's not as big of a problem. Trust me. When you accept something and you own something, that is when you have all the power to change it. Prior to me doing coaching, I was experiencing a lot of anxiety. And I also had this belief that anxiety was bad and that every time I experienced it, I had to get out of it as quickly as possible. What would happen is I would have lots of anxiety and I would be in a huge rush not to be feeling it because I didn't like the feeling. And I would start having all of these thoughts such as, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I need it to stop. I need it to go away. And of course, those thoughts would create more and more and more anxiety. So the first thing I had to learn before I could just handle the anxiety, before I could move out of it, the very first thing I had to learn was to slow my brain down and to sit in the feeling of anxiety, to be in the awareness of this. This is what anxiety feels like. And it's not actually 
actually going to hurt me. It's just a feeling I have in my body. I would put my hand on my chest. I would take a few deep breaths and I would talk myself through the anxiety without trying to get out of it. After I learned how to experience anxiety and after I really learned just the awareness of this is what anxiety is, then I started introducing methods to lessen it and work towards other goals that I had set without letting the anxiety take over. And with anxiety, it's two parts because there's the anxiety that happens because of the hormones and chemicals in our brain. And then there's the drama about the anxiety happening. Just by lifting off the drama, this will change your life all day, every day. Because what happens is the doctor can give you medication and that takes away the chemical anxiety. And then we're left with all the thoughts. And that's what's crazy about anxiety. Medication can work for a bit, but your thinking hasn't changed. So then you're having to switch medications and up dosages. This is exactly what happened to me. I kept switching anxiety medications. They kept upping the dosage until it was the maximum dosage that they were allowed and why I basically had no choice but to turn inward and retrain my brain. And this is what my clients who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant come to me with because they are no longer able to take their medications and they're like, It is a clusterfuck right now, CLG. Their lives feel so out of control. And it is why I confidently guarantee to all of my clients that by working with me, we will permanently reduce their anxiety by 50% money back guarantee. Whenever we're feeling anxious, it's because we're having a thought about what's happening. So let's say that you see an email from your boss pop up on your phone over the weekend. The email from your boss doesn't cause your anxiety. It's your thought about it. There is an email from my boss and it might have bad news. That thought in itself is causing the anxiety. It's your thought that the email has bad news and that you're going to get fired and you're going to die that's causing you to feel anxious. It's important to remember the reason why you're feeling this way is because of what you're thinking. And then you can be compassionately curious about what you're thinking. Even if you aren't quite sure what you're thinking that's causing the anxiety, you can tell yourself this, I'm feeling anxiety because of the sentences in my brain. This will help give you peace of mind because your brain thinks that you're being chased by a lion or that something terrible is going to happen and you might die. But when you tell yourself, wait a second, I'm not being chased by a lion. I'm not in immediate life-threatening danger. There's just sentences in my brain firing like crazy. I highly recommend that you write down all of your thoughts when you're feeling really anxious and get them out of your head. I have a designated drama notebook for this, and if that's not handy, then I just use my phone. I have thoughts that are so illogical, they make absolutely no sense. When I look at them, I notice, of course you're feeling anxious, Courtney Love. Of course this is what you're feeling, because look at those thoughts. These thoughts, if anyone thought them, would feel so completely anxious and panicked. Their skin would crawl. These thoughts are not reality. These thoughts are not facts. These thoughts are choices that you're choosing. 
even if they don't feel like a choice. When you understand the cause, you are 20 million times closer to revealing any emotion that you're having than if you're trying to change it and fight it and ignore it. I know a lot of times it doesn't feel like a story. It doesn't feel like thoughts. It feels like these are the facts and this is just what's happening. So the reason we have to slow it all down is because of how powerful your brain is and because your brain has been collecting evidence that this story is true for a long time. So it's not going to be as easy as just letting it go. I seriously wish it were that easy. But the good news is that when you learn to accept the anxiety, to let it be there, and you know that you're the creator of it, then you go to step three, which is observing yourself. And there you get a lot of leverage because you get a much deeper understanding of how you're creating your anxiety. And just a little PSA before we jump into this. We are naturally skilled and inclined to observe all the things around us. We observe what we think is wrong in the world. We observe what we think our husbands or wives are doing that we wish they would do differently. We observe people in politics and governments and all the things that we would change. Like our brains want to be anxious about what is outside of us. That is what it wants to fixate on. But instead of all of that outward focus, I want you to bring it back right here. Observing what it feels like to be a human being experiencing anxiety, and then to observe what are the thoughts and the stories I'm thinking and focusing on and believing that are creating this anxiety. This becomes so much easier to let them go or just be with them and continue to observe them as they happen. Like the other day I was being anxious and I slowed it down, wrote down my thoughts. And I thought, of course I'm feeling anxious because I'm thinking Chandler might die in the middle of the night. Better check if he's breathing, go on pet MD. Of course I can't sleep because I'm having anxious thoughts about my precious dog dying and that's okay. Observing is very powerful because anxiety thrives on the vagueness and it thrives on increasing tension. And anxiety tricks you into thinking you're not in control. By being able to separate yourself enough from the anxiety to observe it and recognize it, it takes the wind out of its sails. What most people do when they feel anxiety is they resist it they fight it or react to it. You resist the feeling, you push it away, and you get mad at yourself for having it, and you get really tense about it, and that increases it. I want you to imagine that someone is coming at you in their car, and they're honking, and they're yelling at you, and this driver has total road rage, and this driver in this scenario is anxiety. And I want you to imagine yelling back and screaming at them, and getting out of your car and hitting theirs with that big golf umbrella you keep in the trunk. Like you just escalated this. There was a fire and you just put gasoline on it. Now you have taken one person that's mad and made it two people assaulting each other with their cars 
car accident is likely going to happen. You're feeding the energy when you resist anxiety. And if you're in a hurry to get out of anxiety, it's because you aren't allowing it. You're afraid of feeling it. And that is not useful. The better you are at allowing it and feeling it, the easier it will be to move through it. And it's okay if you want to GTFO when it comes to anxiety. I used to be that way, but I just want you to notice it. Notice I'm not willing to feel anxiety. I'm still in resistance of it, which means I probably don't fully understand that I'm the creator of it and I'm just not allowing it and feeling it. I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. One of the things I work with my clients on is we like to say that we know exactly what to do. And it's never the problem, the knowledge. We just don't do it. And how we know that is because you haven't gotten the results that you want and you're still anxious and your emotions and anxiety are limiting your life in various ways. So what we work on together is getting you out of this, knowing what to do, but not doing it. If you think that it's just chemicals in your brain causing anxiety, what really is happening with anxiety is there's the chemical that's causing it, and then you're having more thoughts on top of it, exasperating that feeling, making it even bigger. And one of the things that I work with my clients on is reducing their anxiety by at least 50%. Because I can guarantee that at least 50% of the time, the anxiety you're experiencing is not coming from the chemicals in your brain. You're experiencing anxiety from the thoughts that you're having, and you have control over that. Eight months ago, I was having severe anxiety every day, sitting on the floor, immobilized by it. Around the exact same time each day, it didn't matter what I was doing or what I was thinking, the release of the cortisol and the adrenaline and the feeling, we all know that internal feeling we get of anxiety was the same. The roar was getting louder and louder to the point where I actually thought I might need to go back on medication for this because it was starting to impact my ability to show up in my life. And I'm a full-on life coach. I was doing the thought work. I knew to lean into it and not to resist it and not to judge myself about it and to be compassionately curious. But in my mind, I was used to the linear explanation of we have beliefs about things and we have fears and the panic being a result of those thoughts that we're having and those stories that we tell ourselves. It was through deep coaching and other modalities that I now use with my clients, which was a benefit of me going through this experience, that I was able to tap into my subconscious. I was able to explore the beliefs that were causing anxiety and to break free from this backpack of negative beliefs that were holding me down and we're bringing with them panic and stress and anxiety. If you are experiencing something like that, you're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. Since I've done this work, it doesn't even come up anymore. And because I shifted those beliefs, everything in my life changed as well. This is a sampling of some of the main foundational tools I use with all of my clients for overcoming their anxiety. I hope that you'll take those and run with them and implement them. But I want to tell you that if you want some help with this, it's really so much easier and much more effective when you have help. 
And when you have the guidance of a coach like myself, this is what I do. Your anxiety doesn't define you. And if you decide to coach with me, I will teach you exactly how to get your power back. Do you have areas in your life that you would like to work on and improve? If you're nodding your head yes, listen closely because I might have the solution you've been searching for. My Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, a six-week, highly individualized, one-on-one coaching experience designed exclusively for perfectionists like you. Your perfectionism is actually your greatest asset and leveraging it can be hard work or take years of guesswork. That's why in Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, I give you my key frameworks to taking charge of your Ferrari drive, proven to work even for the most type A, high-strung, stubborn perfectionists. In the first 30 days, you will cut your burnout in half, increase your professional fulfillment by at least 150%, and your self-compassion will go up at least 250%, and that is just your first 30 days. So if you want to save yourself years of trial and error, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator today, or if you want to take the easy way, just click the link in the show notes to check out the perfection rewired accelerator. Of course, there is limited availability, so I recommend taking action right now 